0: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red Podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. Hi you, Jay. Hello, Ian. Also with me is LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Ian. And also echo journalist and all round good egg, it's Neil Jones. Hi, Neil. Hello. Now, obviously, the main thing to talk about today is a certain game that was played yesterday. James, you were there at Anfield, saw Liverpool... It was never in doubt, was it, really, being Manchester City 4-3? It was the game, really, that had everything, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was an absolute classic. Um, the kind of game that will live in the memory for a long, long time. It was thoroughly deserved. I think, ultimately, the scoreline flattered Man City. Um, they played their part in a in a wonderful spectacle, but Liverpool were absolutely on it. And they were, from the start, played with the kind of tempo and intensity that any Liverpool fan going to that game yesterday would have would have been desperately hoping to see. And I just felt, you know, first half they, they failed to make that dominance count really. Probably should have added to Oxlade Chamberlain's quality strike to open the score and paid the price with a really soft equaliser which should have been avoided. But then, you know, massive credit to them the way they came out in that second half and blew City away with those three goals in the space of nine minutes. And, you know, and you think of just how good City have looked this season. Liverpool made them look ordinary, um, and they had them on the ropes. And probably in in the end, it was a bit too close for comfort. Um, Liverpool were probably too gung ho and ended up letting City back into it. But um, no, a thoroughly deserved win, and especially on the back of losing Coutinho to go and deliver that kind of performance was a big statement. I mean,
0: Andy, what was your take on proceedings? I mean, Jürgen Klopp's was talking about the her in the soup, anybody who was asking questions of a negative nature after that game, because he, obviously we've seen a clip where he was, uh, let's say he was inquiring profanely as to what just happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, it would have been, it, he didn't get tough questions after the game, because how can you ask really tough questions in a situation? He got a... asked
0: about cake though, didn't he?
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well, we won't go into that here maybe, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a terrific game, Klopp had his team massively motivated. You saw that from their work rate, their pressing, and the, the difficulties difficulty to give City in their own half. Um, it was one of those games going into it. You knew exactly how it should play out, but you didn't. But you didn't know who was going to take their decisive moments. And Liverpool, um, you know, City weren't without chances. For all I think they only had four shots on target, and three of those went in. Um, they had. Little periods in the game when they were clearly on top, but Liverpool were just have and we said it in the pod before that Liverpool can take a game away from you really quick. So that second goal went in on 59 minutes. Three goals in nine minutes. Three in nine minutes. So I mean that w- that was three goals, all of them I think created by Liverpool winning the ball in the city half, albeit one of them was the the city keeper making a poor clearance for the fourth. So that 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 tells you how the game went, and must say, an absolutely terrific atmosphere in in Anfield yesterday. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think I wasn't at the Everton game; I was watching it telly. But obviously, there you know, it was eight thousand Evertonians in Anfield. I'm fairly sure that was a pretty crackling atmosphere. The Leicester game, I thought, was a really good atmosphere, and again, obviously, top of the table, City unbeaten. I think lots of Liverpool fans wanted Liverpool. Yeah, not just to win the game which was big for the season in terms of points but to be the team that beat them because um, I think people still that 5-0 at yeah, the in the season did great with people didn't it in the sense that you felt that game still had a lot of swings and roundabouts before Mane got sent off so just a terrific Klopp said it was a great commercial for the Premier League and while we're not here to sell the Premier League bloody well was wasn't it?
0: I mean, Neil, me and you were at, uh, at Main Road. Uh, not Main Road, we were at Main Road. <laughs> we were at Main Road. Then we decided anything? it was the wrong ground and we went to the uh, back in, was it September? It was September. No, it? 1994. It was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, to yeah, the, yeah, to see the 5 nil. And Jurgen Klopp after the game, was talking about, oh, the game was like. Completely different until till the uh, yeah. till the red card, and we kind of disagreed a little bit yeah, yeah. With, with uh We didn't think Liverpool had played particularly well that day, but that can't be anything that they can be accused of this time round. In some ways, the game yesterday was almost there was no surprises there because absolutely everything that happened was everything that you'd expect from Liverpool. It just all happened in the, in the one game.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I thought I think um, someone around this desk bet on over three and a half goals. I'm sure. There were plenty of people betting on that and over five and a half goals and things like that because it did just seem like for all at last season's games there was, it was a one 0 and a one one last season. It's it just felt like this. There was no way that was going to be like that this time around. It was going to be both teams were going to score. It was going to be you know, probably a high scoring draw or a, or a high scoring win for one of the other teams, and that's how it played out. I don't think I, I think you could have you know the, the front three all scoring for Liverpool. I think that was. You know, significance in, in the uh, in the context of what had gone
0: on before. That was it. Was a significant, Oxide Chamberlain? Yeah, I was going to say uh, that, and
3: that that added into the the guy who was in the Coutinho position got the got the other goal and was man of the match. Uh, or well, he was Liverpool's man of the match um, from the club side. I don't know if he got it off Sky or not, but I think he was definitely definitely the club's version. I saw him with his Carlsberg award. Um, it was it was just good. I, I think the best bit was that. It wasn't. I almost think those wins are almost better when they're like that and they're tight and they're tense than if Liverpool had battered City five 0 because it, you, you sort of you can sort of say, "Oh, City, how bad were they?" And, and this this was still a City team that turned up and played some good football. I think the second goal was the, the the most significant goal in the game for Liverpool because I think they were getting they were in danger of going under in that start of the second half. I thought City were much better than them. And then all of a sudden he just spring out. Firmino does his Robbie Fowler impression, <laughs> and uh, and scores lovely <coughs> goal. And then after that, very similar to the Arsenal game, wasn't it? And on the opening day last season, where Liverpool just sort of had a spell after half time, where they just ran away with it. And then tried to give it back in the last last 10 minutes. And <laughs> any, then he any, nearly did.
2: Any thoughts on Firmino's challenge being a foul? No, I was no, never, to I, I, never John Stones didn't even, didn't even he, think no, about no. appealing, did he? That was he, the crucial thing for me, because think I have to a, say... think
3: he John Stones, but he, he sort of thought he could get it and then realised he couldn't. And I think yeah. that sort of knocked him off balance. So,
2: there, there is definitely a vibe in the ground, live, that people weren't sure if the ref was going to give it as yeah. a foul. Because he is slightly... I know people say shoulder to shoulder he is there's a slight edge towards Stones's back a wee bit I think and I I was half waiting for the referee yeah. to blow but he, he didn't and I think he was right not to primarily because you could see Stones didn't think it was a, yeah. a, a foul and and you know therefore and is When it's, you, can, it's when you consider
0: and in that area the last couple of games the couple of penalties that have been given yeah. now it's, it's 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 the vagaries of the game isn't it it's yeah. like nobody, you just know, you say Stones didn't really complain about that too yeah, much. Yeah, if, that, if, that, if Stones was the yeah, striker, just exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah, then you'd be shouting for a penalty, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. well, he'd have gone down, wouldn't he? He'd yeah. did it, but you
3: can't do that as a defender, you can't take the risk by just going on the floor can you, and, and doing that.
0: I mean, James, that's I think it's four games in a row now, is it? Four, I think, that Liverpool have won by one goal. I mean, what does that say about the character of the team? And obviously people say, well, look, they conceded two goals near the end, but they got themselves into the position where they were able to do that and... It was slightly misleading by the fact that City were kind of going for it more so than normal at that point.
1: Yeah, well, and there were two
0: good goals. That, well, the second goal, the third goal from City was very good in particular, which I think has been slightly overlooked.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. That was one thing earlier on in the season, wasn't it? That Liverpool seemed to either win games very, very comfortably, or they uh, or they struggled to get over the line, and they have, you know, over the past month, I think we've seen the development. Under, under Klopp, the fact that they have managed to, to dig deep in difficult situations and just chisel out wins, which is which to be fair is the reason why Man City are, are 15 points clear at the top, because for all the, the fantastic football they've played this season, they've also had a, a, an amazing knack of finding a way to dig themselves out of holes when they've been in them, and they, you know, they nearly did that at Anfield again on, on Sunday. I think the other thing that struck me about just how far Liverpool have come under Klopp is just how, how physically combative and in City's faces they were, and athletic. You know, we, you, there was a time when Liverpool would quite often get accused of being a bit too much of a soft touch physically, um, but you know, they they outmuscled City in so many different areas yesterday, and there were so many examples. You know, I remember there was one early on when when Matip just was uh, far too strong for uh, for Sane. I think there was uh, you know. The roar every time that someone slid in and, and dispossessed Raheem Sterling. Obviously, the. I think he was a bit harshly
0: treated, by the way. No
1: no, do you know what? I <laughs> no, 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 I don't actually, because I think. Do you know what? I feel, I feel a bit sorry for Raheem Sterling, because, but I think it, it goes back to his agent and, and the way he mm-hmm. conducted yeah. himself yeah. in the lead up to that exit, because there's a way to leave a club, isn't there? and that was not the way to leave a club.
3: City, I think City made a mistake picking because I think what it, what Raheem Sterling does is I think he he adds something to the crowd when, when yeah. like City and i think I think he he adds a little little extra notch on the on the volume, and we've seen in the last two games that he he doesn't handle it very well and regardless of you know whether you say well it, you know, City didn't play well or whatever he didn't yeah I did a piece today he had fewer fewer passes than any other player on the pitch. Who started for City, except for Delf, who went off after 29, 31 minutes. He completed fewer passes than anyone on the pitch, except for carius who spent any time on the pitch. And he, Robertson, won more tackles than any other player on the pitch. So I think I think City. He would be a better suited off the bench in a, in a game like that when City City left David Silver on the bench, didn't even play, and Bernardo Silver who came on and had an impact.
2: I don't know what physical shape. David Silva's on. But, I mean, I I was very happy to Do you you think he got away
3: from City and they thought it was 4-1, it's too far gone. There's no No, point to bring him on for 20 minutes. It's almost like to write it off. Why would you not bring David Silva on? Yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: I mean, well, to be honest, why wouldn't he have been on from the the start? But, I mean, he he often comes and he's great, isn't he, at the field? We've seen him for. I mean, the crowd in a very sort of you-don't-play-for-us way do... Really like him as a player, don't they? He often gets a good ovation, for instance, if he's sucked yeah. and stuff like that. An appreciation of a, of a great player. And, um, you know, he was good, to, you know, it was the best news Liverpool could have and they saw the team cheating, he wasn't in it. I know City are choosing from very, very good players, but, um, you know, um, interestingly, De Bruyne, who obviously has been the star of the season, really fantastic um, performances he's been putting on all the way along, and played well yesterday, I think. A lot of people sort of there was a bit. of a bit of chit-chat in the press room where people, some people still sort of thinking he was the best player on the pitch yesterday. But actually, uh, um, Sky have dug out some stats from Opta, and it is when you looked at his game, De Bruyne. He, he actually um, quite a, the stats would suggest he struggled at times, and actually gave the ball away. Uh, incredible, why I'm trying to find it on my list, but uh, yeah, I mean he he uh, he, he, he had seventy three touches. Uh, in Toulon lost the ball 24 times that's yeah. Kevin De Bruyne now. isn't that, a, yeah. isn't that
0: the sign of, of, yeah, yeah. of a creative
2: player though well you will of... You will. I mean he's not Lovering to Clavan Clavan to hmm. if you know or, You know. obviously they went to yesterday. but you know what I mean it's not those types it's not those types of passes of course he's <laughs> trying to create so he will give the ball away but it was um, basically that He's the same player in every game, and that's the highest percentage of giveaways he's had in any game this season. That tells you the pressure he was coming under. Yeah, well, he gave away the um, ball for
3: the goal, you know, Golden Eve, he was beaten by one Alderman, set Ockley, Chamberlain, that was De
0: Bruyne, who lost it in that attacking that position. James, you mentioned about the athleticism and how strong Liverpool's team, team were yesterday. What did you make of the midfield? Because we've spoken quite a lot this season about the midfield hasn't been quite right. Obviously, Ergen Klopp thinks that. That's why he's trying to bring in. Well, he is bringing in K to try to bring him in this month. Um, but you know, Wijnaldum Andy gave him a high mark. Chan had a very good game. Oxley Chamberlain, as Neil said, scored the goal. He had probably his best game for Liverpool. I mean, did that make a massive difference?
1: Yeah, huge. Yeah, I think that was probably as well as Liverpool's midfield has operated all season. I think the the balance just seemed really good. I think. You know, they all three of them were just absolutely bang on it, I thought. Chan delivered one of those Emre Chan kind of dominant performances where he's playing with that kind of swagger where he just everything seems to be going right for him, he's you know, he, he imposing himself on the game. It makes you realise just how important it is that Liverpool need to try and keep hold of him this summer. Um, Wijnaldum, you know, as we've spoken about previously, not his best in the first half of the season, but that was that was comfortably his best performance and I'll say Chamberlain um, and the most pleasing thing was you know he did he did the media last week i Chamberlain sit down with the written press at Melwood in the build-up to the game and spoke brilliantly about you know the need for him not just him but everyone to take on more responsibility post-Coutinho and you know he backed that up with 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 actions because that was I think everyone knows that that is his favoured role you know, that, that was a big thing of leaving Arsenal behind, that he wanted he wanted to prove that he could be a centre midfielder. And, you know, you can't send out a, a, a bigger statement than that and, and dominating a, a game against the, the champions elect like he did, you know, scoring the first goal. You know, that, that strike kind of epitomised everything that's best about him at the moment, you know, in terms of just there was only one thing on his mind as soon as he got it, driving past Nino and then, you know, an absolutely emphatic finish and then created the second goal... For Firmino, um, so yeah, that was... And especially on the back of, obviously, everyone was on a bit of a downer because it was only a couple of hours before kickoff that the statement came from Leipzig that Naby Keita wouldn't be coming during this window. So it was, it was timely as well to see Liverpool's midfield function as well as
2: that, that. that Those midfield three, excellent as be aware, they also benefit from times that when they did get stretched, and City will always stretch you the way they widen the pitch and where they, where they uh, position their players on the pitch, um, how many times the likes of Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino drop back into those positions? Mane won a great um, sliding challenge, yeah, who sort Aguero of came from and behind on Aguero, Aguero yeah. didn't he? And, and you saw Firmino win the ball several. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they really benefit from that. I mean, it's an old cliche that you defend from the front, but Liverpool really did, and uh, those players were able to. Come back, help out the midfield, and then still offer their threat at the other end.
0: I mean, in a game like this, it's easy to miss out certain things that you don't see at the time. There's one thing which I thought was, was slightly hilarious was in the fourth goal, the build up for it, when Aldom has the ball in midfield, and he kind of does like some kind scoop, of lofted a lofted scoop, scoop yeah. over them. And it's just stuff like that that when they're playing like that, it's very difficult for the opposition to, to cope with that. I mean, if City are the best team by a long way this season, may not necessarily be the best defence. But for, as a team, well, Klopp said didn't he is one of his famous
3: lines: "Is that uh, it's better, it's a better playmaker than Messi." Is the, is the counter press, isn't it? And, you know, it's, it's a good soundbite. But it, when that's sort of the epitome of it, isn't it? You look at the third goal, Mané's goal comes from a, a, a winning the ball off Otamendi, doesn't it? Um, Salah won it. Salah, Salah won it, Salah. it yeah. twice, or so pretty much, you, you yeah. sort of cut out the pass and then beat into the, the ball. Then obviously uh, pressing the goalkeeper into the, coming off his line and and, and making a. A, a hurried clearance that gets sent back over his head, and the, obviously there was another one with Mane as well at the post, wasn't it? In that spell, I mean, there was, there was three was goals in nine, you know. minutes and Mane, Mane, could have had another. So it does work. It's hard to do, especially against a team as good as City. But I think I've said it a few times, and I said it before the five-nil game, and it was proven to be stupid. <laughs> I, you know, not for the first time or the last. But I do think Liverpool are the worst type of team for City to play because I think City. Whether it's an arrogant sort of confidence or both, they they will they won't ever say let's not let's not try it against these because they're very good at it. They will always say well let's just beat them and we'll try it and they did and they they couldn't do it well enough. And I, I think Guardiola well, said they lost control. They lost
2: control in the atmosphere. He, he said they would really struggled with Liverpool's aggression off the ball, uh, especially early on. But I think Jonesy's point there. I think where they try and do that is crucial in terms of. You might get away with it on your own ground because you yeah. tend to get a lot of the times when when you are pressing, you're on the edge of a foul at times because you're trying to get a letter foot in yeah. or whatever. And Marino thought did a, did a good job yesterday in letting the game flow. I mean, he didn't have much to decide. The teams were doing it for him really, but he you know he he let the game flow. There was instances where he could have stopped them free kicks. He just played advantages and. It's all you know. At times, you can do it at Anfield, and you'll get away. You won't get a free kick given against you in certain circumstances. You do it at the Etihad. You you know you'll probably have the crowd home for a free kick. There'll be a couple of times where, the you know free kicks will be given against you. But um, trying to play that way at Anfield, with the Liverpool crowd up for it, and a player is clearly up for it, it's difficult. You have to be very very good, and we know they are very very good. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know there will be a. Time probably when when they will come to to Anfield this bulk of this team and maybe do at their peak might 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 do Liverpool but the, you know the Anfield remains a really bogey ground for them.
0: We will look at some individual performances now. James Andy Robertson's one who you know a couple of months ago <coughs> everybody was wondering where on earth is he and now he's, he's certainly announced himself over the last couple of weeks. But again, like oxlade Chamberlain, this was his best game for Liverpool, wasn't it? Was
1: well, yeah, he? I think he almost fed off the energy. From the stands, really, in terms of the, the stick that was obviously directed at Sterling, I think you know everything he did, you know, generated a massive reaction from the fans. I think it was one of those ones where you know when you start well, his confidence was up, and you know, and it, and it helped the fact that Sterling just absolutely folded under under the torrent of of uh, what kind of hostility aimed at um, aimed at him. But yeah, I mean, Robertson provided probably the. uh the moment of the afternoon with with you know I think it was four one when he was relentlessly pressing stones and then and then Edison and then I think it was Otamendi that you know and Amphi absolutely absolutely loved that and you know the the cop chanting his name which I think was for the first time since he he joined the club um, and he's yeah, he's grasped his chance hasn't he I think you know Moreno in general performed really well in the first part of the season and I'm sure there was a time when Robertson. Maybe thought, you know, what have I done it? Because, you know, when he came in, I'm sure he probably felt that Moreno was on his way out, like like most of us did. And then he had to sit tight, and I think he found it tough. You know, the the leap in intensity from doing pre season with Hull to to suddenly being part of a Jurgen Klopp squad. Um, but you know, again, similar to what, say, Chamberlain in a way, the way that you know he he had to bide his time, but that you can see the value of that time spent on the training ground now and. He looks like he belongs in that Liverpool team, and there's no way that Moreno will be walking straight back into that lineup because of Robertson's form.
2: We, we know where he was, don't we? He was having some sort of Duracell battery fitted, wasn't he? <laughs> he was like, he's do, do, you not, do you not
1: think Moreno come straight back in? No, definitely
2: not. No. I do. Well, this is on, on. that we are that, that we are even that we are back
1: even back having this
0: conversation. Yeah. is... It, ridiculous in some ways when Six months ago we, Where everybody was talking about Oh Liverpool haven't got any left What on earth are they going to yeah, yeah. do? Suddenly they've got two The last 20 years
1: Do no, you think Moreno will play at
0: Swansea? Uh, no, uh, maybe not Swansea But when he's 100% first he, He's
3: straight into the team He'll play in the Champions remember, League He'll play both legs in yeah, the Champions League game Do you remember, remember
0: earlier in the season Hoffenheim game away Where there was one bit towards the end Where Moreno was chasing down the goalkeeper yeah. And he, oh, a lot of people going, What on earth is he doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, But then Robertson I, I, the same thing
3: it know, must be there something are the circunst- there are
2: circumstances so, do you want to say, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong but there's never been much of a Robertson no, fan
3: no but this is not I'm not I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't bring him in maybe no, because he's Three. renowned as
0: being a massive Moreno
2: fan yes <laughs> <understand>. exactly but, <laughs>
0: yeah. no but, I'm
3: but look, i I've been very impressed by Robertson I actually gave him a 9 in the um, the Everton game in the yes, player ratings yes. Um I thought he, I thought he was as good against Everton as he was against City. Actually, mm. both. Games. But the what I didn't think he had, which he has got, shown in the last two games, is aggression. Mm. I think, he, I think he was far too slight, timid, um, Leighton Baines esque. Was my my feeling on him that he was. Well, Baines was. He's like a nice footballer, but he doesn't yeah. like it if someone wants to go and go shoulder to shoulder with him. But he's been. Very Scottish in you know, his last two moments. <laughs> <laughs> <his last laughs> yeah, Robertson yeah, yeah, yeah. is very Scottish. I love the tackle in the Everton I game. One we a few in. Won more tackles than anyone else on the pitch. We that's can only hope
2: that our uh, I, listeners above of the board will take forget, that as a compliment. Don't government. forget that
3: Liverpool set <laughs> up the rain yeah. play in the big games when he,
0: if they're both fifth. Well, don't forget Liverpool only ever win stuff when they've got Scottish players playing. So that's the real reason that they bought Andy Robertson in the first place. And also Darren Fletcher wasn't available. That is true. Roberto Firmino. He was another who excelled. I know we've all we've all touched on his performance, but he he often just you know as is his way, he just goes under the radar. But you can't go under the radar with a finish like that for the
2: second goal. No, I mean it was the most important goal of the game. Jones is absolutely spot on. City were having Guardiola mentioned it in his press conference after he felt they'd started the second half really well. Obviously Liverpool had let them back into it with an error in the first, uh, albeit the Sani took it tremendously well, and um, they needed something. And to be honest, when when Oxlade plays that ball through, you're not thinking. That doesn't look like a decisive through ball, does it? It looks... Yeah. It, it, look like, a, it looks as though he's got it wrong. It looks, it looks almost... Like, it looked like the wrong yeah, player to wrong. be on the yeah. end. But
3: didn't it look like Firmino's not... It looks like the, pass.
2: the pass is sort of going away, sort of away from goal, isn't yeah. it, in terms of of its curve? So um, to be able to use his strength, our muscle stones, um, and then the dink finish... You were the first one I saw, Jonesy, comparing it um, to Robbie Fowler's finish at Old Trafford uh, back in the mid '90s, and you know when you watch the two clips, they're very, That's very, funny. very similar. You know, yeah, and um, you yeah. know, it's it's there's not many, and also it was even better because it looked like it was outside the post for quite a long. There's a, there's a Drift or spinny so thing It always on the ball. looks better
3: as well when it gives the defenders a chance to get back in and, <laughs> sort <of end> <laughs> and these the yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
2: and there was a bit, there was a bit of post involved yeah, almost, wasn't yeah. there as well? So I think, yeah, terrific finish. I actually thought he didn't. Liverpool couldn't get him on the ball enough in the first half. Um He was doing his usual. Where he did a great flick that Manny should take taken in stride yeah, yeah. and gone in on very in like third minute or something. And, you know, he was his usual busy self, but they weren't actually getting him on the ball where he can do damage enough. And when the game became more free in the second half, Firmino was really... Uh, brilliant celebration as well, wasn't it? I mean, he's always his Sure, we went into some form of mini orbit. to the, end, and, the uh, you,
0: you just mentioned him passing then Salah. I mean, he set up a goal and scored one for forty yards. For I think, is that twenty-four for the season now. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned him yet. Yeah, well,
1: we always come to expect it now, don't we? It's almost yeah. like if he doesn't well, do something ridiculous every game. I
3: said the last season. I said something. I, I can remember saying in this pod. Liverpool lacked a player where it wasn't a surprise if they scored, so they win four three. And you, so you sort of say how many did Salah get? You don't say did did oh, did Firmino get one today? Yeah, but Salah always seems, gets one now, doesn't he? I mean, that's is that is he's equaled Gerrard and Sturridge's
0: best ever seasons
3: of the of, of a professional career. Wow. a goal scoring season already. Pivano's also
0: Primino's also got his best ever tally ever yeah. as a professional footballer. He's
1: 16 for Hoffenheim, didn't he? That, and that's 17. 41
0: goals between two players who've been playing basically up front, who aren't technically strikers. Yeah.
2: Is that definitely right? That's that. in, in, is it in league game? In league game, because he definitely yeah. scored 22, 22, I think, yeah. in Hoffenheim. And he's so what was he on goal now? After Chamberlain equalled his best ever yeah, Premier
3: he's League, <laughs> his best <laughs> ever Premier League, yeah. which is,
2: 10. I mean. It's yeah. crazy those stats about how few goals... Because he looks like a player who can definitely score goals. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and
0: on a day when Arsenal lose in 2-1 at Bournemouth, which was a yeah. good result for Liverpool, I mean, Alex what, what, will be playing what, behind what the must with... Arsenal fans be thinking? There's a player who didn't want to play for them anymore and they just you know, not well, let go. It's £35 million, but they didn't make a massive effort to keep him, did they?
2: Um, well, no. I mean, to be fair, it seemed like oxlade chamberlains heart was set on going and they got what many of their sports thought was a yeah. very, very good mm. money. We're, we've seen it in recent seasons, haven't we, where clubs sell their players to Liverpool and social media maybe a little bit, but you, you get the sense from them they think they've had Liverpool off. Well, yeah. Mane yeah. Man- 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 was say, Man- Look, Man-
0: all four of the, the four players, Salah, uh, Mane, Firmino. Firmino and Oxide chamberlain all of them cost, what was it, well, it was Firmino, 20 20- 23, 23 rising 23, to 29. The others are 35, 30, 35 plus. Every single time we've sat here and gone, oh, it's a lot of money. You know, even with Oxlade-Chamberlain, me and Neil, sorry to drop you in here, but we've thought, why on earth have they signed him? Now no one's even thinking of A, the value, or B, whether or not it was a good well, idea or not to get them. Well, I
2: mentioned in, you know, I'm not sure which piece it was, but I mentioned that last week that clearly one of the reasons they, they got him, and they got him quite late in the window, didn't they, um, and decided to commit was there must have there was clearly doubt at that stage as to where Coutinho would go long term whether that was going to be what Klopp would have hoped, which would have been the end of the season, uh, and we know how much they tried to keep him till then, or as us, as us materialised going in January, Klopp, and suddenly Klopp, there's a lot of space in that midfield for him.
3: Klopp almost said that didn't he last week in his press conference? He sort of said in the summer there were one or two different things, and he said um we, we didn't know whether. The, Cater was going to be able to come and, and Ox wasn't in at the same time. And obviously, Lamar was targeted late in the window. So I wonder whether, had all three of those been, or two of them,
0: been available earlier in that window, that Coutinho might have gone in the summer anyway. Does the result, by the way, James, does that change your view on whether or not Liverpool should buy somebody to replace Catino in January? Does it not make any difference?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd like, I'd like to... See them do. It. I mean, and you've written a piece have them. You're saying about how just because Liverpool performed that well without Coutinho doesn't necessarily mean they shouldn't go and spend that money this this month. Because imagine what they could go on to achieve between now and May. with, with you know another big big name coming in. But no, I mean to, to honest, I've kind of come. You know, the fact of the matter is that you, we know how Klopp operates, and he's he's not going to rush and spend this money. Just because he's, he's just not that kind of manager is he and I think also unlike a lot of managers who've just lost a star player like that, he knows that he's got time and an abundance of patience that he's, a, he's a, on a long- term project so he he will be under no pressure whatsoever you know in, he won you know he doesn't listen to you know the outside noise and the clamor for for signings in January um so no I mean at the moment it looks like he won't spend that money in, until the summer you know, he was asked. Uh, when he when he did the newspaper briefing on Friday at Melwood, he spoke then about how um, you know I, I will have all that money to reinvest into the squad, um, but he said you know it, it could be the summer before that happens because you know I think Thomas Lamar is was was the one that was probably you know at the top of the the kind of wish list, but I think it's been pretty clear over the last week that if if Klopp was a hundred percent convinced that he was the man to replace Coutinho and that he felt it was available at a, a fair price then Liverpool could go and do that deal because I think the noises out of Monaco have been that you know they're they're not completely adverse to losing him now but I think the feeling with, with Klopp is that at around 90 million pounds he doesn't think Lamar commands that should command that kind of fee and you know in and where we saw with Van Dijk he was you know he was adamant that he was you know although 75 million pounds I think he described it as being not nice but he felt like in the in the current market, it was worth paying. Clearly, he doesn't feel the same way about Lamar.
2: Neil, no, sorry, no. I just Van Dyke is is held up as a sort of example of the success of Klopp's transfer patience that James has been outlining there. But if you play devil's advocate on it, you could say, well, imagine where Liverpool could have been if Liverpool had gone to Plan B. Now. I know there's a scenario where if they buy Plan B, they don't get Van Dyke in January because of the financial elements and everything else. But let's say they have bought someone pretty good for thirty to forty million in the summer, and we're talking centre back here. Centre back, yeah. sorry, yeah. Liverpool have um, got
1: thirty or forty million spare. to Just they, they, well, they don't, they're not in that kind of market, are they? Uh, you well,
2: can, probably not. But well, on the yeah, other hand, for, for what was <laughs> what was their key weakness that we all identified? You certainly wrote pieces, yeah. James. Lots of people in this room. Wrote pieces and lots of people elsewhere that centre-backs clearly the area weakness. You know, well, how, lost, ma- how lost... many more points might they be on right at this stage? And then, oh, Van Dyke arriving in January, there's another boost And you, you. Do you know what I mean?
3: Well, 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 are, are Liverpool stronger? A, a stronger team now? If they, if the transfer window ended now, are they a stronger team now for having Van Dyke and lose Coutinho? I think
2: on the balance, yes. Yeah, but everyone's do. fit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if, if
2: the front three are okay yeah um yeah everyone's I think yeah, yeah. in yeah. balance of squad because you have to
3: remember the end of the last transfer window basically without Coutinho in the team didn't he as in it was a month pretty much yeah. before he was, he yeah. was yeah. back integrated so they had a month of of playing without van Dijk and without Coutinho now they're only they're only, only without Coutinho but they've got van Dijk in, in now so it's not ideal I still think Liverpool I I think I think we do this podcast next Tuesday and we're probably talking about Liverpool desperately needing to sign a Catina replacement because they've drawn at Swansea on, on the Monday <laughs> night. But I think Liverpool definitely, I still 100% need to sign a player this January. Whether he whether comes straight into to make an impact, I think they need to get someone in because I think the squad will be
2: exposed. I, I I'm with Jonesy. I, my fear is, I discussed with a couple of people in the office last week, is just take out one of those front three yeah. and see how see how confident you start to feel That can
0: Firmino's happen at him. any
2: stage can't it? you know yeah. you just got one single tackle i mean delphi yeah. yesterday Guardiola said after the game he'll be out for a considerable period it was a, you know couldn't i don't remember the tackle that he, 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 sat, got he
3: sat, sort of got his leg caught under him and sort of sat on his knee yeah. on so his, absolutely almost
2: innocuous through. Do you know yeah. what i mean that can happen to Firmino. Uh, i mean well, let's say let's take Salah's goals out, out of the equation. Um, so that's the problem. And then we're talking about potentially selling Sturridge, albeit Sturridge we haven't you know we don't see for ages. But you know a potential source of goals, I suppose. And that's what worries me. That are that if we don't act in January, and I see all the arguments about not wanting to just overspend, and but but I think there's such a massive opportunity in this season's Champions League. Really? A lot, yeah, yeah, totally. Because a lot of the big clubs, you sort of feel some of them are playing each other. Yeah, some of them are, are, are playing each other. Um, with maybe with the exception of Barcelona, who are obviously doing really well in Spain, I think they've got the third highest points tool in Spain at this stage of a season. But um, but you always think that you you know you'd still potentially have a chance because. Generally, their defence isn't great, is it? And um, Real Madrid are definitely in a transition phase, you know, clearly. Um, Bayern Munich, obviously clear in Germany, but didn't look in great shape at the start of this when we saw them at the start of the season. Okay, pre season, I know, and all that, and they'll have improved. Uh, and PSG, I suppose, are the the unknowns, but you know, in what I what them I said Tottenham,
0: Man City, Man United. Yeah, well,
2: okay, well, but what you, I put my okay. Who, yeah, who's but the, who's the best team in England? City. Man City. Okay, what happened to them yesterday?
0: They got beat yeah, for three. Liverpool. three away goals for the other game. They should have. They, they, sh- no. they, so they would have won. They should have got me. <laughs> yeah, they would have. Well, you know, it
2: would be a demoralising,
0: massive defeat for Liverpool and aggregate.
2: I wouldn't like to be. I wouldn't like to be saying who would win that game with two legs. I know
0: you Liverpool.
3: Won a Champions League with Milan Baros up front. Yeah, so you, don't have, to, you don't, like don't have to left be left the best team to win the you Champions League. You don't have
0: League, to be. No. You, need, you need. You might need well, a little bit that, of look in that in the draw Well, in that, in that case, do they then really need to sign somebody then? Well,
3: yes. yeah, that's, that's 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 because, that's because they've got it's to be not it? It's about
2: death, yeah. exactly. depth, exactly. What happens if we get an injury? Depth. Depth. Yeah. Oh,
3: I. Fabian. Yeah. No, it's true. You know, not only that, but then when it comes to the Champions League, and you just wanna, you wanna. Rest one of the front three so they don't get injured. So you want to take Firmino out for a game and put in, you know, someone else mm. against, you know, Brighton at home. You don't you don't want to have to play him mm. because you just get terrified of the dropping points in the race of the top four in case you don't win the Champions League and then you drop out entirely. It's, it's on. only seven games, isn't it?
0: Champ the Champions League and one of them is way after the season's finished. Yeah,
3: it is. But then it, it's. It's so intense, isn't mm. it? And you've you have to be so planned. You know, A lot of people are very excited. A lot of the people have Porto but you know
2: it's going to be really. That's soft that's to it's, it's <laughs>
3: the champions <laughs> have, don't don't be don't be thinking that they've they've got just to because buy they're the not Juventus or, yeah, or whatever. Because I'm
0: pretty sure that you know Porter probably thinking. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad we didn't get whoever whoever whoever. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Although
3: I, I, the, the other thing is, I think Anfield in the Champions League has probably got a bigger effect than mm. it has in the Premier League because I think. Teams coming over for the for the first or second leg at Anfield, I think they could be blown away. Even good teams, I think Real Madrid could be absolutely busted apart by Anfield. Well, they, got the way beat, they, they, got they got
2: beat and at Wembley, uh, That's why I wouldn't fear City because their crowd don't get Champions League. Yeah, I mean, they don't go.
0: for the last home game in the Champions League last season, the knockout stages was quite good against Monaco. That was quite a good game.
2: Fair enough, In, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I feel as though I'm, I'm picking not, you apart a little bit here. Sorry. You haven't picked me apart. I'm sorry. I feel as though
0: you're now lying.
1: <laughs> right. But I, I was going to say, just in terms of the, going back to the depth, the, the issue will come, especially if Liverpool do get to the quarters or the semis, those Premier League games either side, mm. where suddenly the Champions League becomes so, so big. But... I just can't see Liverpool having much room for manoeuvre in the Premier League in terms of the top four. I think yeah. it's yeah. almost probably a five, you know, f- well, four teams valid for three places now, effectively, without Tottenham. I mean we Tottenham aren't going anywhere, are we? Are we gonna
0: say are we gonna say that Arsenal are just, I'm not yeah, ruling Arsenal out. I'm I not think, ruling I Arsenal think, out. But however bad they are they are. Ars- I
3: think Arsenal have to rule themselves out and go yeah. for the Europa League. Yeah. Which is what United did yeah. last season, of yeah.
1: course. Arsenal you look at how ordinary that team was yesterday he
3: on it is one. Would you have any of Arsenal starting no. eleven in Liverpool? Maybe the key Oh, well, you wouldn't even have now, <laughs> would even him um, now.
2: Are we including Sanchez? Oh, yeah. We yeah. yeah. Team. It's it's team. Like that. team that lost to Bournemouth. Uh, um, I
3: mean, I'll, I'll, I'll answer for you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Right uh, back,
0: Bellerin maybe. Possibly mm-hmm.
3: not, not Mike with William that, button. not with
2: that tash. You <laughs> Mickey Pierce yeah. <laughs> you couldn't let him near a restaurant. Yeah. You now, Maitland no. you know,
3: Niles.
0: Oh yeah, because the, again, Liverpool do have a history of stupid tashes playing for Liverpool. Not anymore. <laughs>
3: yeah. Maitland
2: Niles will be a good player. Will we'll
3: no, Maitland Niles, um, Rob Holding, Callum Chambers, Mustafi. Um, Jack Wilshere Jacker Wovey Welbeck and You're not taking Czech anymore Lacazette, No Lacazette's a good player no, a, no, wouldn't have Lacazette. no He didn't play
0: There you are Czech or it Mignolet I, 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 would, I, would, I would have it on well, right. okay, that, that, lead, definitely that leads on the, uh, us nicely Into the, the goalkeeper goal question The are. goalkeeper question Which I was leaving Right till the end The goalkeeping question James The goalkeeping question What are Liverpool Doing about it Are they making The right choice It seems as though Jurgen Klopp has decided it's Loris is his number one now, probably because the Champions League games are coming up that we've mentioned. He wants to bet him in to make more mistakes by the looks of it. But what what do you think?
1: I thought it was a strange decision to, to play Karius on, on Sunday, I think. I think it's been pretty clear, hasn't it, all season that he's not sure about either of them. And that is why he's almost adopted this policy of different keepers for different competitions, giving them both opportunities to show what they can do. Even in December, we saw it where Mignolet clearly felt he was fit and available to play against West Brom. Klopp said, "No, you know you got a bang against Everton on the ankle. We'll give Loris a game. Did it over Christmas with the leaving him out against Leicester, saying it was about rotation and keeping players fresh. Which I think most people probably didn't buy that because not many teams rest a goalie um, when you've got two games in three days over over New Year. So. I just thought, I thought it was odd because I, you know, on, on the basis of what we've seen over the last month I'm not too sure, based on that you would say at the moment that Carius is a better bet than Minulay but I think it comes down to the fact that Karius, probably out of the two of them would, would, would be able to say I haven't had a fair crack of the whip in terms of running the team for you to make a proper judgement about me and I think that's probably where Klopp's out. that he's decided I need to learn more about Carius, whether he is up to the task and that's why he said pre-match yesterday, as long as his form is OK, he will now get a run in the team. Carriers didn't cover himself in glory against Man City, was poor for the first goal, getting beaten at his near post. Um, but from what Klopp was saying afterwards, he will still get that run in the side, which I think you know, it's it could well be the beginning of the end for Mignolet at Liverpool. Um, and I think it also points to the fact that, I don't think it will happen in this window, but certainly in the summer, Liverpool will buy another goalie.
0: Neil, do you think there is a Premier League team for which a goalkeeper is less essential than Liverpool? <laughs> uh, Arsenal, maybe? Um, no, probably
3: not, no. I just just hope it's not Jack Butland. because. Can I second that? The, the, this idea of uh, you know that this, these great underrated English goalkeepers, they just need the opportunity to shine at top clubs. I think you look at the Premier League every year and the teams that are at the bottom have got English goalkeepers in them because they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, we do
0: have one on the uh, side you know uh, yeah, Mr uh, well, Pinkford he's rubbish yeah. <laughs> he's,
3: he's not big enough he's he's not, not, you can not have that on, you can have that on record <laughs> so, no <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> Liverpool needs I, I, I was discussing this with a, a friend friend of the show uh, earlier today um, we've got friends we've got friends <laughs> <laughs> of the show yeah and I think Liverpool need to treat the goalie like they used to treat a striker in the summer so I think they need to go and say we need a star name Goalkeeper. But, no, but Jurgen Klopp, you
0: know, Klopp has never shown any sign whatsoever that he, he's willing to pay that much money for well, a he goalkeeper. Set her off £75 million well, how much did he pay this, for Carriers? Well, it's yeah, 4. I think Jurgen right yeah. Klopp
3: has, has had the penny land on his forehead that he you, you, you <laughs> can't just go and say we want to do certain things a certain way. Sometimes you've got to go. There's my chequebook. You can, take what you need.
2: You can tell how much he now realizes the situation he's in with the goalkeepers in that. He's gone from saying Simon's my number one to this is Loris, Laurice, Loris's yeah. chance to be my number one. Essentially, but that whole scenario that's unfolded with the goalkeeper of the season has been the bit of his management where you'll say Klopp's handled quite a lot of that badly. I think
0: is that because he's underrated the, the position of goalkeeper?
2: Well, he shouldn't do because his dad was a goalkeeper. Yeah. He often uh, you know was maybe like, maybe uh, that's why um, you know so. He's aware of the influence of, of, of a goalkeeper, but I think what Liverpool have done, I've got three... Liverpool have three very good, decent goalkeepers, but haven't got a brilliant goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've but got three great backups. Probably. All, well, the I think, point, I think all, person, th- yeah. all three of them, I think, can play at a level... I mean, Simon Mignolet is clearly a Premier League goal, yeah. goalkeeper. Simon Mignolet is in
3: the top six goalkeepers in the Premier League definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah, mean, man. I don't care what anyone says. So people say, oh, you know, let's let's look at Pickford or Begovic or Butland or whatever. Simon so mean, Lee yeah. is better than them and has provenly better than them. He's played that he's, he's been goalkeeper at a higher level, but yeah. he just he isn't I'm the best goalkeeper there ever will
2: be. It's it's those games where the likes of we know the names, but the likes of De Gea makes you know sticks out his leg or just makes that crazy save that maintains a one nil for United when. At the moment, that goal goes in against Liverpool and we end up with a draw. And For Liverpool to make that next step, they need to be able to win some games next season. I think most of us are looking at next season as being the culmination of Klopp's where he sees the Liverpool project so far and next season is the season he sees as being a possible title challenge. And With that, you need an absolute top-drawer goalkeeper. The other thing is...
3: The the main thing that people say about Carrius is, is that we don't know how good or bad he is. That, but that's no basis to pick him, is it? And that's no basis to pick someone in a team because he might well.
0: That's be, a What's that say about the scouts? Yeah, you know, when you sign somebody, well, yeah, so he he might be good. He don't might
3: know, well yeah. be. You know, people are saying better the. You know, we know we know what Minella can and can't do, and yeah, Minella will make a mistake after X amount of games or whatever. Carrius might not. But I think Carrius, I think he's in the he's in the same bracket of Minulay. I think he's got the same weaknesses, the same flaws, and I think
0: Liverpool have uh, painted themselves into a little corner. Can those ca- Can Karius get better, and can Mignolet get better? I think I'm of the opinion that Mignolet can't really yeah, Minulay now, whereas Carrius probably can. I think Mignolet did
2: respond last season when he got dropped because he started coming for more things, improved himself, coming for it, it yeah, the yeah, totally. forget,
0: But he did this in 2014 when he infamously ran the ball out against Burnley when he was trying to clear it, but then that's yeah. when he responded to that as well, then he had another dip after that
2: Yeah, I mean this is the, he he is someone who, I think when he potentially sees his Liverpool career in jeopardy, he's always responded yeah. Now, I don't think, as Jim said I don't think he can ever have seen his career quite as much jeopardy as he can when he read Klopp's comment yesterday which which was, you know, if Loris performs, he can stay in goal so, if you're Simon Mignolet, how are you reading that? You know, it's, it's basically saying, I don't think we have someone in goal at the moment, i.e. Mignolet, who can't be improved upon. And ultimately, Liverpool, you have to find players who you don't think you can improve upon. Clearly, the manager thinks he can improve on Mignolet. I think most of the fans think, well, I've yet to meet one, I would say, who thinks that he can't be improved upon.
3: Without a Belgian accent.
2: Um, and as much as I agree with Jonesy I think Simon Mignolet is a far better keeper than most people give him credit for I think Arsenal was my sort of last straw and I've generally backed him and I was surprised that Klopp didn't act after Arsenal but um, I think it's just I eventually came to the conclusion we need to go and this is all about Klopp Klopp has to find out and this is about him finding out and he'll you know, within a few games, he will probably have a good idea of budget-wise where I need, where I'm going to have to go and and buy in the summer, and I I'd be, I wouldn't be scared of him making Liverpool's new goalkeeper the most expensive yeah. goalkeeper yeah. in the world.
3: That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Treat mm. like, like Newcastle, treat strikers. like us. The number one is now the secret share <laughs> of Liverpool. Glad you mentioned Newcastle. that eh? final question for everybody here: What was the better game, Liverpool 4 Man City three? Or Liverpool 4, Newcastle 3 from 96? James,
2: we will start with you.
1: Uh, Liverpool, Newcastle, 96. Newcastle, they had the
0: swing. It went both yeah. ways. Yeah, Man's Newcastle
2: as well. Man Newcastle, did. absolutely no question. Yeah. So so Liverpool were much better than Man City. I did, yeah. I did like Roy Evans tweeting yesterday, he always enjoyed yeah. a
1: 4-3. <laughs> 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 which uh, which
2: uh, I thought was nice.
0: And on that seven goal bombshell, uh, we shall bid you farewell. Join us later this week where we will probably talk a bit more transfers, a bit more goalkeepers, and look ahead to the trip to Swansea. Cheerio.